Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader today. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Ali. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'm excited for this episode because we are going to do a 12-team standard league mock draft. So Jacob's going to take care of the e- the odd picks. I'm going to do the even picks. And basically, we're going to approach it like as if, you know, say I had the ninth overall pick or the 10th overall pick in the draft and the the eight or nine players before me were taken, who would I pick? So we yeah. hope, and, uh, and what scoring format are we going with? Yeah, we're going to go standard. Uh, I know that P- some people do PPR. I personally like PPR better, but I think standard is pretty much how a lot of people follow mock drafts. So yeah, let's do standard. But before we, that. Yeah. Before we do begin though, you know, Jacob, I wanted to ask you, what are some strategies you look at before your first round pick? You know, depending where your pick is, do you focus on a running back or wide receiver? Do you even bother drafting a tight end or a quarterback in the first round? You know, what what kind of strategies do you employ? Yeah, so it depends on the year, but oftentimes I'll want a later draft pick, right? To me, there's no difference between Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. Right. There's no difference between Jamar Chase and Jonathan Taylor, to be completely honest. Alvin Kamara is where I started to see a drop-off, right? Nick Chubb, too, I put him below. Um, but Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Senak, and JT, all of those guys could lead the league at their position. Right. Um, I'm always on the, you know, leaning towards a later draft pick just because it gives me better players. Um, that's my strategy. I would agree with you. You know, there was a lot of years that I was getting the second, third or fourth pick. And I ended up just not happy with my team because it people forget it, it especially in a 12 team league. It is a big gap then from your first pick to your second pick. So oh, yeah. I prefer to draft later, you know, somewhere in the eight to 12 range. I always thought that was a real solid pick. Oh yeah. 12 kind of was a little high or 11, but if I could get anywhere from eight to 10, those were my ideal draft positions because it was always a good to space out. Now I will say when I would draft that high, usually all the running backs were already gone. So I would always target wide receivers in that case. If I had a high pick, I want to bulk up on my wide receivers. I want two really good receivers. Like if I could get, say, you know, a Jamar Chase along with, you know, probably Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup would be already be taken. But if somehow I wind up with Jamar Chase as my wide receiver one, and then I get like a Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver two, or even a CeeDee Lamb, like I'm set. Then, you know, I'll go and I'll focus more on, you know, maybe not the top tier running backs, but I always tend to favor wide receivers. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm the same. But, you know, it it depends on the draft because, you know, every year there will be players that are, you know, there'll be specific players that you need to have, right? So for me, one guy this year, I've been doing a ton of mock drafts. And one guy that is drafted so late to me is Marvin Jones on Mm. Jacksonville. Jacksonville, He's put up 75 catches the last two years. There is absolutely no reason for him to decline at all, right? The Jaguars don't have any new receiving targets. I don't believe they traded away DJ Chark, right? Marvin Jones is the wide receiver one on that offense without a doubt. 
he's going to see – I mean, he could see 90 catches this year, and he's being drafted wide receiver 77. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And I know – you know, what people are doing here is they're just basically – they're they're reaching for upside on these guys. Yeah. Right? When you have a guy who you know is going to be consistent, right, that's valuable too. Right? So in a lot of my leagues, I've been basically waiting – not taking a wide receiver when I could and then snagging up Marvin Jones because I know he's going to be there. That's a good strategy for sure. I will say I've never been one to take a quarterback early and I never took a tight end early too. I know when Gronk was like on a, his in his prime on a tear, even now you see Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I just never put that much emphasis on a tight end. I know a lot of those guys, the Kelsey's, the Gronks, when he was playing the Mark Andrews, people consider them basically as a wide receiver one, but we talked in our tight end episode. I just don't think tight end. I think I could get a good tight end in, you know, the seventh, eighth, ninth round sometimes. Hmm. And I'm not going to waste one of my top picks on a tight end. What about you? Yeah, all you need from a tight end is 60 catches, and, and that's a successful right. season. Yeah, right? I agree. Um, you know, I will say I generally stick to that approach, but, uh, you know, I've been seeing Travis Kelsey at like 8, 9, 10, 11, and that's pretty appealing, right? With Tyreek gone, I've done a little bit more thinking yeah. about it, right? Even as low as 16 in standard, right? That's at the T, T at tight end two. Where's the tight end one? So, I mean, I would never draft Mark Andrews over Travis Kelsey. Right. Mark Andrews is one of those guys that, you know, if you're drafting him this year, you're drafting him at his peak, right? You're drafting him after the best season he's had his, in his career by a mile, right? And he's not a young guy, right? He, he, he everyone knows what he can do in Baltimore. Um, so I see a lot of regression for him this year. Uh, other guys that I think people are going to be drafting at their peak uh, is Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, right? Jonathan Taylor, you know, had about as good a season as you can have for him last year. Right. Um, and that was the lowest RB1 season since 2015. Right. So he wasn't some, you know, crazy, crazy player. He had a great season. Right. But you're drafting him number one overall with the expectation that he'll have a similar season. Yep. Um, you're not really drafting him because there's more in the tank, um, which is interesting. I've heard a lot of talk about that specifically, drafting players that are being drafted at, you know, kind of the peak of their value all time and why you should not do it. Right. Um, it's just interesting to think about because Jonathan Taylor could repeat and, and you'll be, you know, lucky and a genius if you drafted him. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. That's why it's like, I hate the number one pick. Cause it's like, you're not going to pass on Jonathan Taylor. You're not going to pass on Derrick Henry. So you're almost handcuffed to take one of those guys. And, you know, if they don't perform like they did the previous year, because, you know, a lot of these rankings are based on their performance. I'd say the majority of these rankings are based on their performance of last season, along with how they're projected to go this year. But they may regress. It, it's it's a total regression. There's a lot of other factors you got to take into consideration. You know, like for Derrick Henry's instance, he's coming back from an injury. You know, we don't know, you know, if his workload's going to decrease. You know, we just – the Titans aren't going to be as good, so they might be behind a lot in the games. They might have to, you know, force Tannehill to throw the ball. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree with you right there. Yeah, standard kind of throws us for a loop, right? Because I was thinking, you know, I have the first overall pick. I'm thinking C-Mac. Right. But probably not in standard, right? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he's really the pick in standard. You know, no, anything he... PR he is, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah, well, let's let's start with our mock draft. So, like I said, Jacob's going to do the odd numbers. I'm going to do the even numbers. So, Jacob, you're on the clock. Standard league, 12 teams. 
you have pick one. Who are you taking? Yeah, you know, I never play standard. If I'm in a standard league and I have pick one, I'm taking Derrick Henry. Okay. Uh, I just – I don't really – you know, he is – he's the guy in the NFL that is the runner, right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy that, you know, really – in a way, changed the game the last few years, brought running back in a way. I like Derrick Henry. I, you know, I think the injury was a fluke. I think he, he, he'll he be back to RB1. Yeah, this is then when I would struggle. So if I have the number two overall pick and Derrick Henry's gone, I have no choice, in my opinion, but to take Jonathan Taylor. If it was PPR and I get Jonathan Taylor at number two, I'm all over that like you know he's gonna get the receptions I think he gets more than he had like 45 I think receptions last year I think he's definitely gonna get in the 50s maybe pushing 60s range so I'm drafting Taylor 100% at number two if this is PPR now that we're doing standard I'm not happy about it but I almost feel like you have to do it like he's the number one ranked player going into this year in fantasy both in standard and in PPR I just feel like I got to take Jonathan Taylor. So if I'm pick number two in a standard league, Derrick Henry's gone. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I like that explanation. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's right. So, so I have pick- to pick three though. Who, who are you going now that Henry and Taylor are off the board? Yeah. So to me, you know, right here, it's C-Mac or it's Dalvin cook. Austin Eckler is close. Right. You know, honestly, any of these three would be fine here to me. I think Joe Mixon is a step below. I think Najee Harris may be a little dependent on receptions yeah. in an offense that doesn't, you know, gain too many yards. You know, the receivers are – I'm starting to think about the receivers, but I think you got to go C-Mac here. Got uh, it. When he's – you know, it, it's tough taking him in standard, right? But, you know, when he's healthy, he's the best fantasy player in football. And Baker's going to be good for him. The Panthers' offense is okay, and they they've got a solid team this year. So I could see some big numbers and some, you know, you know, just a good situation for C-Mac and Carolina this year. Yeah, I think just even doing this draft, the first three picks, like it's reiterating why I hate having one of the first few picks. Like it, it's kind of like you got to do it. So like, let's move to my pick number four: Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, C-Mac are off the board. In a PPR league, I would probably jump the gun and take a Najee Harris because I am very high on Najee Harris. He catches a ton of balls. Like, you know, maybe he might not have the same volume as last year when it comes to receptions because Mitch Trubisky's quarterback, but I still think he's going to put up numbers. Now that we're in standard, though, I feel like I got to still stay running back. And in that case, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. I, I think Dalvin Cook, even though he is injury prone, so I'm going to be sure to somehow like find a way to handcuff Alexander Mattinson. But I think out of all these, you know, I think I, I take Dalvin Cook a tad higher than Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon has a little bit of a drop off from last year. I really like Harris, but if this is standard, I'm going to just take the safe bet and go with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So up next for five, I'm taking Eckler. Uh, I think he's like the last one on this list that's kind of in truly in kind of a bona fide tier. He's 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 on the, the highest scoring offense in the NFL and he's the running back that plays all three downs. Right. That's pretty hard to beat. Um, really similar to CMAC to me. So much value in PPR, a little bit less in standard. But, uh, 
I don't know what he did for touchdowns last year, but you know he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to run the yep. ball a lot. He's going to be on the field a ridiculous amount this year. Honestly, Eckler is just a really solid pick. Yeah, he is. You can't go wrong with that pick. And, you know, I think he's another case, though. I think eventually down the road, because he does have a tendency, he could get injured from time to time. I think you need to take the rookie Isaiah Spiller as a handcuff as well. But, yeah, yeah I can't argue with that. I think, I think that's a solid pick right there. I wouldn't disagree with it. That's that's one thing I like about him actually is that his handcuff is super cheap. Right. Yeah. Isaiah Spiller is being drafted like 160 or 140. Right. Alexander Madison is like 80. Right. Alex, yeah. everyone's trying to draft Madison. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook's a little bit easier to draft. Or not Dalvin Cook, I mean Eckler is a little easier to draft because of the backup. Yeah, totally agree. So here's an interesting one for standard. Now I'm at pick six. I really can go a ton of different directions. I said I'm not high on Joe Mixon, so I'm not taking Mixon. Najee Harris, I love. I really do. I think that he's going to be a top running back this year. But again, this is standard. He is a bit reception dependent, like you said. So at number six, I feel like I got to play it safe. And I'm actually going to take – it might not seem safe, but I, but I think people are really underrating his value. And at number six, I'm going to take Nick Chubb. What do you wow. think? That pick? Yeah. That's crazy. In standard, though, I mean, yeah. in standard, it's basically Nick Chubb's game, right? Yeah. Nick Chubb is like the best standard fantasy football player. I like that pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I want to stress to our, our listeners, like this is a standard, this is a standard league. I thought that it would be more interesting to, that we do a standard mock draft than PPR because in PPR, Nick Chubb isn't going in the first round. Like I, I, unless someone takes him eleven and twelve, I don't see Nick Chubb going in the first round. But as pick number six, I don't think I'm ready to take a wide receiver in a standard league. You know, I want at least for standard. I still want a solid running back. You know, Mixon's probably the safest bet you're gonna take. But Harris is a little bit risky because, like Jacob said, he is very reception dependent. It might be a good pick in PBR, but I don't know about standard. So I think Nick Chubb's going to be a beast. I think with Deshaun Watson being out the first 11 games, that Chubb is just going to get so much volume. I think, and he's a beast. Like the guy is going to run through defenses like crazy. So I'm very reliant on Nick Chubb. So I'm going Nick Chubb number six. Nice. Um, Number seven. So seven, right? My choices here are any of those three receivers, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, or Joe Mixon or Najee Harris. So Joe Mixon, which I, you know, right now that's my pick. You know, it's interesting because Joe Mixon is the guy that could have a bad start to the season in Cincy and then blow it up, right? He could be done in three weeks. Yep. He's done it before, right? Like five years ago, and since he was hated, right? Because people thought he didn't try hard. You know, there was a lot of stuff surrounding him, but he's in such a good position, right? It's kind of hard to pass up because Cincinnati is going to run the ball a reasonable amount. They know they need a good offense, just, you know, a balanced offense. You know, I think I got to go Joe Mixon here, but Najee Harris, it's really close. Um, both guys are just solid running backs in great situations. I got to go Joe Mixon. Yeah. You know, I can't blame you on there. That's again, seven is usually my cutoff. Like I said, I like picks eight to 12, you know, 
eight to 10 is ideal because I always feel like the seventh pick and even the sixth, you're just kind of at like, okay, I get the guys no one really wanted. Like, like you, you can't pass on them, but you don't really want them. You know, you, you end up with them year after year. So mm-hmm. now that I'm at the eighth pick, I get the choice between Najee Harris or any of the wide receivers. As much as I said, I love Harris. I pick number eight. I'm looking at, you know, if I take a running back right here with Najee Harris, then you got a bit of a drop off after, you know, after Harris, you got Alvin Kamara, which we don't know if he's going to get suspended still yet. Saquon Barkley, who's a huge question mark. He's been injured every year's rookie season. DeAndre Swift, who I like, but I'm not, I don't think he's a first round guy. So looking at number eight as the eighth overall pick, I know I'm still going to get a good wide receiver when it turns around and comes back to me. So I'm going to be safe and take Harris at number eight. Wow. Okay. So I have uh, three receivers. Yep. I'm going Cooper Cup. Cup. I just, you know, Justin Saverson probably has a little bit of an advantage in standard over Cup. He catches less passes and a lot of them are deep passes. But Cooper Cups, you know, he's going to be the number one target on the, you know, top five offense in the league. Um, and the Rams score points. And Matthew Stafford throws a lot of touchdowns, right? He doesn't run the ball in as much as a lot of the other, you know, elite quarterbacks in the league. When Stafford's on the eight-yard line, he throws it. When he's on the one-yard line, he throws it, right? That's what they did in the Super Bowl. Um, that's what they did all season. I think Cup's going to score 20 touchdowns again. I really do. Yeah, that, that that that's a really good pick. I mean, I I don't think you could go wrong. And when you get Cooper Cup at number nine, I mean, like you're set. So at number ten, I'm like, it, we're in wide receivers. You got to take a wide receiver. So the obvious picks are between Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Now I love both of these guys, but I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase, and that is because last year, you know, I saw what he did with the Bengals. I was high on him when people were getting on him for dropping passes in the preseason games. I'm still high on Jamar Chase. I know Cincinnati's offense is just going to be electrifying. And I trust Joe Burrow a little more than I trust Kirk Cousins. So with pick number 10, I'm going to take Jamar Chase. Yeah. that's a, those are the, These three receivers are all pretty close. Right. right? You know, Jamar Chase and, and Jefferson, you're betting that they're going to improve a little bit. I mean, I think Jamar Chase basically has to. You know, I don't think he played very much the first couple of weeks of the season. Right. Still ended up with like 1,500 yards. You know, if he catches 110 passes this year, he's he's on pace for 16, 1,700 yards. You know, Cooper Cup probably won't have the same season he did last year, right? I don't know if he's going to catch 145 passes, but his baseline is like 110 catches, right, which is kind of unheard of. Um, yeah. But Justin Jefferson, I guess that's my pick, and I don't mind it. Um, Kirk Cousins is good, right? Kirk Cousins is good, and he's a really good fantasy quarterback to throw to wide receivers, right? He's kind of like Stafford. Uh, Kirk Cousins receivers, they put up fantasy points big time. Um, Throws deep pass as well. He's in Minnesota where they play high-scoring games, right? They used to have a great defense. Now it's not so good. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson's a great pick at uh, at nine. Yeah, yeah, at 11. Yeah, you can't, you know, if Justin Jefferson falls to you in the first round, you got to take it. So here we go, pick number 12. And we'll do a second round too. I know we were just going to do a first round, but I think the second round, could really speak volumes as well. So pick 12, I get back-to-back picks. So obviously I'm looking at the board. The top three receivers are gone. Nick Chubb's gone. 
I'm basically looking at a box of Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, or DeAndre Swift if I want, you know, a, a running back. For wide receivers, I'm looking at, you know, Stefan Diggs is still there. You got Devontae Adams right there. Debo, who I'm not high on. Or do I actually do a tight end and take Andrews and Kelsey? In my opinion, it's going to be a long time before I get to pick a running back again. And seeing how running backs are have just gone off the board with the top eight picks, I got to go running back, at least one of these guys. So, you know, Alvin Kamara, I know he faces suspension, but I trust him a little more than I do Saquon Barkley just because even though I'm high on Saquon, I would be high if the, if I already had a running back, I would take Saquon Barkley because I already, you know, if I had C-Mac, if I had Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, even like I would have Saquon Barkley as my running back number two. But because I know his injury history, I can't rely on him. I don't want him on my RB1. So I have to go with the safe pick then at number 12 and take Alvin Kamara. Now, when it turns around and I get my second pick, because, you know, we're going to go back. So this would be the 13th overall pick. Yeah. Now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take my wide receiver and I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yep. So it comes so, back uh, to you. That's yeah. a pretty good duo, Alvin Kamara and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with that one. I, I'd be solid with that. And then it's like I got my wide receiver one, who I can always trust, and my running back number one. Who, who, you know, it doesn't, it's not a hundred percent that he'll get suspended, but you know, he's, when he plays, he's still solid. So I, I can't be, I can't argue that one. Yeah. Okay. So my last team, I drafted Justin Jefferson right, with the 11th pick. So I'm looking at a running back. I'm looking at Leonard Fournette. I'm looking at DeAndre Swift and I'm looking at Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking at the top two, Barkley and Swift, because Fournette, I think, you know. Yeah, he's – yeah, I get, I understand. I guess I'm not going to be able to get Fournette if I pass on him here. Right. I don't know. I would take Fournette so much higher than I would take Javante Williams. You know, Fournette could be huge this year because Brady loves him in the past game, but he's also such a ferocious runner. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. You're on the clock. We got. I guess yeah. I guess I'll, I would go Fournette here probably. Fournette. That's yeah. a nice. I don't think that's a bad pick. I, I I'm like you because it's like you look at Barkley. You really don't know where you're gonna get this year with Barkley. You have wide receiver and it. You know, like I said, how running backs are going because this is why it's good to do a mock draft. Like running backs are going. So if you're gonna be stuck with two wide receivers right now. Chances are you're only you're you know your RB one might be like a Brees Hall, yeah. So as and as good as he probably will have a season, that's not who you want to rely on as your RB one. So I don't mind that pick at all having Fournette. You know he's your guy. You like him more than the players. That's a solid choice. So let me go then. You know coming back if I had the tenth overall pick and I took Jamar Chase. So I'm like you. I'm seeing running backs are going. I don't have a running back yet. I'm looking at between Saquon, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams. Ugh. I mean, I don't love all these. Now, if it was PPR, I would be all over Aaron Jones right now because we talked about this the last few episodes. 
Aaron Jones is going to get receptions. He might be the leading reception of uh, the leading receiver of all running backs this year, because I think the Packers are going to use him primarily as a wide receiver and have Dylan in the backfield. That being said, this is a standard lead. So I'm not going to reach for Aaron Jones right here. I get, you know what? It's so hard for me to look at right now that, you know what? Devonte Adams is staring at me. I hate to say it, but this is one of those things. I'm just going to swallow it and I'm going to be heavy on my wide receivers and I'm going to draft Devonte Adams. So I'm set with my wide receivers. If I was pick number 10, I got Jamar Chase and Devonte Adams. Let's go. That's a, that's a powerful wide receiver. I, I think so. I, I don't think you could go wrong with it. Okay. So I picked Cooper Cup with uh, pick number nine. Yep. So with pick 16, is it? I believe so. Yeah, 13, 14. Yep, 16. I'm going to take – do you take Devontae Adams? I'm going to take a running back. Okay. I think I'm going to take uh, – I think Saquon probably in standard leagues. Uh, the reason why I take Saquon over DeAndre Swift is because of Jamal Williams in Detroit. Or right. I think that's his name. He's good. He, ca- he he takes touches away from Swift in a big way, right? He rushes the ball 150 times a year. Swift may be a little bit more than that, but uh, he's taking a lot of yards and a lot of catches away from Swift. And Barkley's like the, the guy in New York, right? They don't really have a backup for him. Um, is it still Wayne Gallman? Uh, I believe so. in New York. Um, no, he they have they have um. Gosh, I'm I guess my team and I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he's always injured. I believe it's uh, Brita. Matt Brita. Okay. Well, th- that's not a crazy replacement. I'm still taking Saquon. I think yeah. uh, he could have a he could have a solid year. He's consistent relatively. You know, I know the injuries happen, but I'm just talking about, you know, on first down, second down, third down, he's playing. He's playing for the Giants. He's going to get the ball a lot. I think Saquon's a solid pick here. No, it is. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because now – I'm looking at, you know, the 17th overall pick. I have Najee Harris. I have my running back. I think now I take a tight end. I see Travis Kelsey is still on the board. Mark Andrews is still on the board. You know, I think either of those guys are equivalent to a wide receiver one. I'm not too far from picking again. So in that case, you know, I'm taking the best receiver on the board. You know, tight. I'm looping the tight ends with the receivers. And I'm taking Travis Kelsey right there. I'm so glad you didn't take Mark Andrews. Um, <laughs> Not that I want him. I just don't think he should be valued over Travis Kelsey. That that seems ludicrous to me. Yeah, I mean, I like Mark Andrews a lot, but here's the, here's the catch. Lamar Jackson is coming back from injury. And what scares me is if he's not 100%, if he goes down again, if he struggles from the beginning, we're going to see the we're going to see, you know, Jackson, if he has to miss time, we're going to see the backup quarterback. I'm blanking. Oh, it was uh, Tyler Huntley is their backup. Now, he was okay when he filled in for Jackson, but they didn't win a game. So maybe his stats were okay, but they couldn't win. I don't trust Mark Andrews on a Ravens team where potentially Lamar could go down again. And if we have to see Tyler Huntley again, he's going to be responsible for all of Andrews' fantasy points. So that's taking Kelsey. The funny thing is I think Mark Andrews may have done even better last year with uh, the backup, which is just so weird. Right. It's great. It's crazy what happened last year. It's too much of a statistical anomaly for me to draft him in rounds one or two. Yeah. I just don't expect him to have, you know, 154 targets, 120 receptions or whatever. Right. Um, right. So I'm up next, I guess. I yep. took uh, 
Joe I guess Mixon. I took Joe Mixon, right? Yep. So that means I need a, a receiver, and I think it's pretty easy here. I think I take CD Lamb. Yeah, you can't argue with that one. I think that's a solid pick. You know, he, he in PPR leagues, he's probably already gone by now. So I, I can't. I love I love CD Lamb. I think he's going to be great. I think he's yeah. a a big time player. Yeah. So moving on now, I took Nick Chubb number six. My some people might think it's a reach. I don't. I'm very high on him. I'm looking at the board, you know, do I want my RB2, DeAndre Swift? Eh, not really. Debo, I feel like I just, I can't trust him. I just don't know what that offense is going to look like with Trey Lance. So I'm going to go for a guy that I know he's going to get his receptions and he's good for at least a touchdown or two a game. He's a guy I've been very high on, and that is Mike Evans. So I knew it. (laughs) He might be higher than some people would take him. But I'm going Evans. No, I think that's. I think it's a great pick. I think. Um, I think Evans is actually low, right? Um, the other one that's low is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is being drafted like 50th, um, which is crazy because he's a wide. Well, he's They're still both out. He's gonna be. He's still gonna miss a few weeks coming back. From yeah. Injury, so I can understand that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, that's a good pick. I like it. Yeah. Um, Mike, Mike Evans, consistent player. Um, so so I had Eckler with this pick. Right. But looking at the board, right, I don't want to draft Debo Samuel. I don't think Debo Samuel do, is doing anything with Trey Lance as quarterback. Um, I think I think he's going to be important. I think he's going to run the ball a reasonable amount. I think they're going to use him like crazy. I just don't trust Trey Lance. Um, and DeAndre Swift is a great player. He's a great player. It's his third year. He's going to yeah. be dominant in DeAndre Swift. And I have a hell of a running back duo. That, yeah, that's where you take DeAndre Swift. It's like, okay, he's fallen to me right here. I, I can't let him get away from me. I got to grab him. Yeah. So now I'm looking at, you know, I got Dalvin Cook. Now I got to be careful because there is a chance that Dalvin Cook does get injured. So I got to take a guy I know isn't going to get injured and I know I could rely on from week in, week, week out. I'm not ready to take Mark Andrews right here. I know he's going to be probably great in PPR leagues, but again, this is standard and I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on him. I'm with you. I don't like Debo Samuel this year. I just don't think he's going to get the, the touches. He's I don't think he's going to get the receptions. I I got to pass on Debo too. So, who I'm looking at, I'm not going to do Javante cuz again, I'm already my running back could potentially be injured. I'm not relying on a running back that's going to split times with Melvin Gordon. So I'm actually going to go ahead right here and take Aaron Jones because I know Aaron Jones is going to get touches. Whether that's going to be receiving or running, he's going to get touches and he's going to get yards. So I can rely on him. So I'm going to have a solid backfield with Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. Yeah, I like that. You know, I, I think we're going to see some of these players slide a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm up next, and I think I took C-Map with pick number three. Right. So looking at this board, I've still got Mark Andrews. I've still got Debo. I've still got Javante. I've still got no one left in that tier. I may jump a little bit, and I may. So I took a, a running back, a stud running back, with a bye week of 13. Right. I may go all the way. I might draft Keenan Allen. Oh, okay. That's a good pick. I, I think I'm drafting Keenan Allen. Consistency. You know, the thing is, is though, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it's an interesting debate for me which one to take. Right. 
And I've actually, you know, as I've thought of it more, I've been leaning towards Mike Williams. So I'm going to change this pick to Mike Williams. Okay. Um, and the reason is, is really age. Um, and, you know, Mike Williams put together a pretty good season last year, right? 76 catches, 1,250 yards, eight or so touchdowns. If he takes a little bit of a step up and Keenan Allen is old and maybe gets injured, right? Mike Williams could put up 110 catches. I don't know if he's necessarily that good of a receiver, right? I don't think he's on, I don't think he's on DJ Moore's level. I don't think he's on Keenan Allen's level, but he's got, you know, he's got Herbert throwing the ball. He's the, he's the, he's a perfect tall receiver for that offense. I I just think he could catch a couple 80 yard touchdowns this year. And I want to capitalize on that. Yeah. I I can't blame you for that one. I think whether you go Allen or Williams, that's, that's a solid pick, especially if you have C-Mac, you definitely want to have a guy that you know is consistent because C-Mac might get injured. So Mm -hmm. you definitely want that. So a pick number two, I had Jonathan Taylor. I need to go a receiver here. And if I see Mark Andrews is still on the board, I feel like I got to take Mark Andrews. You know, I I know that in standard, he's a little iffy, even though people have ranked him a lot higher than I consider him for standard. I think PPR, you'd be fine to draft him earlier. Even standards a little tough. So I feel like, at pick number two, you know, I'm going to get a pick coming to me, you know, right after this next guy picks two in a row. If Andrews is still here, I feel like he's going to draft Andrews with his second, you know, with his second pick of the second, well, with his first pick of the second round. And then again, he's going to draft him or with the third round pick. So I'm taking Andrews right here. Awesome. So I guess uh, there's only one pick left. And yep. that's, uh, yep. that's me. Round. Yep. So my first pick for uh, the overall draft was Derrick Henry. Yep. He's got a, uh, let's see, he's got a week uh, six bye week. So I probably don't want my two best players to have the same bye week if I can avoid it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, You know, here I'm either looking at Michael Pittman, Tyreek Hill, or Keenan Allen. Yep. I really think think it's Keenan Allen. Uh, I think Pittman is close. Pittman might be it, but I, I think it's Keenan Allen probably. Right. Um, Keenan Allen's good. He's going to put up a, a hundred catches. Right. I, I, I would love a receiver to have on catches. You know, the thing is, I guess he, he has much less value in standard. I guess I wasn't really thinking of that. Um, so maybe in that case with standard in mind, maybe I'm going Tyreek Hill. Tyreek right? Tyree Hill could put up some touchdowns. Um, he's still so fucking good. He's still so fast. He's still going to be game changing. Uh, I've been thinking more about the Dolphins and I'm OK with, with drafting Tyreek Hill here. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that to to an extent. The only thing that worries me about Hill is that he is going to split the timeshare with uh, Jalen Waddle because, you know, Waddle was to his favorite target last year when he did play. So I'm curious to see who's going to get more. I feel like Tyreek will get more deep passes, but Waddle might get, you know, more volume, more receptions per game. So I would caution Tyreek Hill, but, you know, it's it's not a bad pick either way. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I think Tyreek Hill is going to get the more explosive plays. So for standard, that's perfect. Yeah. If it was, if it was PPR, you know, I might, you know, I would probably say, eh, maybe I'll go with, with a different guy, but I mean, Ty- you're not going to go wrong. I think that at that position, Tyreek Hill's fine to take. I think if you wanted to take T Higgins or Pittman, I would probably lean Pittman. So yeah. I yeah. Think- I don't, I don't really love T Higgins. I don't know why there's so much hype around him, why he's being drafted so high. 
he is good. I mean, I would take DJ Moore over him. You know, I would. There was a, there's a lot of wide receivers still remaining that I would take over T Higgins. I mean, I don't remember him. You know, even Cortland Sutton, Jared Judy. I mean, I Terry McLaurin for sure. I don't know where T Higgins just came out of nowhere. I didn't feel like he was consistent last year, but I could be wrong. No, he wasn't at all. He had most of his. He had like a 12 catch, 190 reception game. So he had 74 catches for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns last year. Uh, I guess that was his second year. So I mean, he's pretty good, right? He's a, he he made a big play in the playoffs too in the Super Bowl. Um, maybe 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 we haven't paid enough attention to him. Um, but it's interesting he's being drafted so so high. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But this has been fun. This is a good first two rounds i know i got my first fantasy draft coming up this weekend uh, i believe it's sunday and then i got another one coming up on monday so i'm very excited about both of those you know we don't know our positions yet because we wait till you know we do random right when the draft starts which i kind of like I, I like not knowing i like really you know the surprise element and so this way I don't overthink it. You know, if I know going into the draft that I have like the sixth pick, I'm going to like drive myself crazy with all the scenarios. So I'd rather just not know till the day. So have you had any of your picks yet? Drafts? I should so say. I've been doing some drafts, just mock drafts and drafts for <coughs> kind of money leagues. Yeah. But my fantasy draft is this weekend too. So uh, that's the one that really matters. That's awesome. Well, I do hope everyone, you know, got some insight if you're doing standard or even PPR, because we did give scenarios if this was a PPR league. I know everyone, just about everyone and their mothers are doing uh, fantasy drafts this weekend. It's a nice long weekend with Labor Day. So hopefully you don't overexert yourself drafting fantasy. I know my one friend said he's like five drafts in two days, which, you know, it's fun, but it's a little crazy. Uh, I never do more than two fantasy leagues. I just think that's too much mixing players. You end up facing every player that you have on one of your teams and it just gets all nuts and crazy. You know, you need Devontae Adams to get 20 20 yards, but he can't get more than 25. All those scenarios just give me headaches. I agree with you. Too much is too much. For sure. But now that we are ready, I think our next episode we'll have next week. We'll have it on Thursday and we'll give you our best stardom and sit you know, right before the Thursday night game. It's going to be, uh, yeah, are you going to go to the Bills Rams one? Oh, I don't know. I got to figure out if I'm even, I don't, I don't have a travel book to LA yet. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It would be crazy if I managed to make it out. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hot. I mean, I'm in LA right now. This is, the coolest it's going to be for the next week. Today is the high is 96 degrees. Tomorrow we're going to get triple digits for the next week, including 107 degrees on Sunday and 105 on Monday. So it's going to be a hot one for the game next week. Definitely, you know, it, it's, it'll probably be high scoring no matter what the weather is. You have the Bills and the Rams. So hopefully you have one of those players. If you have Cup, if you have Allen Robinson for the Rams, Stafford, for the Bills, you know, Allen, Stephon Diggs, they're definitely going to be driving up fantasy points. So we're going to have a weekly stardom sit We'll do a little bit waiver wire recap and all of that starting next week. So we thank you guys all for joining and we will talk next week. Take care.